So to the FBI agents uh, listening in on this call, on this call, um, thanks for cutting the the, the Wi-Fi, <laughs> 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 or the NSA agents. It could be one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even the chinese <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah sorry that's that's probably even more likely to be who this so the to the chinese agents or actually to the chinese agents translators <laughs> um so we <laughs> so what was the question the question was why is evergrande so important or why is evergrande potentially a catalyst for an economic crash Hi everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Chatter. Before we get started, I just have a few quick messages. First off, don't forget to like, share and subscribe to this podcast. It's the best way that you can help us grow. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. It's going to help us rank higher and get more and more views and therefore bigger and better guests. Links for everything will be in the description below. So please enjoy the podcast. That sounds wonderful. Okay, so yeah, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chatter. Today I am here with Dr. Marco Metzler. So uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining me. Hello, nice to meet you. No problem. So uh, you're here basically to speak to me about Evergrande and um, a lot of the things that have been going on around uh, this particular Chinese company. Um, as it's been, uh, the reason I got in touch, as I'm sure many of the people listening will know, is because Evergrande has been touted by a lot of the people in the GameStop community as um, one of the potential triggers for a financial crash that may or may not be coming over the hill. So um, why don't you start by giving us an idea of who are Evergrande and, and sort of why, why are they interesting to, to the financial world? Yes, so... Uh... As uh, you know, I'm a former Fitch analyst um, and I came across the Evergrande situation in uh, September and um, I analyzed um, the Evergrande situation uh, at that uh, days in September and uh, I um, discovered that uh, the Evergrande uh, is something much bigger uh, and we published a report uh, on the Evergrande uh, situation and also on a world economic situation, uh, which, uh, are, uh, which is causing a, a financial meltdown of the, uh, of the markets and also to, to create a, a, a new a reset of, of, of the markets. And um, we, uh, during that time, we, we uh, already uh, saw that uh, the Evergrande was was almost um, insolvent, and uh, there was no no evidence of uh, that situation. And um, so, um, in October, when Evergrande didn't pay uh, the um, the debt uh, coupons uh, on the international bonds, uh, we we further researched that and uh, got in contact with. Uh, investors and they couldn't confirm that the payments had been made. Uh, so um, we decided to become um, a bondholder ourselves um, to get evidence uh, 
then in November, uh, if we want uh, payments have been made on or not made, and um, there we we invested, um, yeah, kind of twenty five thousand uh, dollars. Um, um, we knew that that this money is uh, kind of wasted and will be. <laughs> Uh, will be a contribution to just give evidence that that uh, Evergrande is uh, is bankrupt, and um, we then um, published that these payments have not been made, uh, and but the financial press uh, did did uh, did uh, comment uh, or did, did publish something else uh, on based on rumors and not on investigation. And uh, then we decided to um, to um, start uh, um, an insolvency um, petition. Uh, I went to um, with my colleague Michael to the Caymans. Uh, we hired some uh, local lawyers and uh, started uh, the insolvency uh, petition uh, to, to draft an insolvency petition. Uh, and uh, but doing that, uh, we we got some obstacles, some difficulties. Um, so, um, but I maybe this is another question and another update. But in the meantime, um, what happened is that uh, officially uh, Evergrande defaulted uh, on the international bonds. So all the rating agencies, Fitch and S&P, they downgraded uh, the international bonds to restricted uh, default. Um, and um, so it's now common knowledge that uh, the international bondholders are not paid and these international bonds are in cross default. Um, but um, nobody has yet uh, filed for insolvency uh, petition in the Caymans. So we are, and, and we have become aware that um, the, the company was uh, cross defaulted on the um, bonds. We, uh, we called for other investors to join us, to, join us to, to file the petition and um, also um, the directors of Evergrande, they have the obligation to, to file for um, insolvency uh, their own, uh, um, and now they did not so far. And um, now um, it's the time where we uh, are to file our, our petition uh, in the coming days. Okay. So um, there's there's quite a few things I want to ask about there. Um, so first of all, the just to clarify, so no one had, like Evergrande haven't like officially gone into insolvency and they haven't officially defaulted. Is that is that accurate? Because no one has filed to say that that has happened. Oh, Evergrande has uh, published. Um... Um, and communication note uh, that they are not paying the international bondholders, um, uh, but they did not file for um, bankruptcy uh, in the Cayman Islands where, the, where the, they are headquartered. So, but um, the they, why are they, they sorry? Why are they headquartered in the Cayman Islands when it's a Chinese company? 
Yeah, there, there are some special text structures uh, and uh, uh, um, other Chinese companies uh, which are listed on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Um, they also have a headquarter in the Cayman Islands. Um, so it's, it's a kind of a common structure um, used by the Chinese companies uh, the last years. So, um, yeah. Okay, so just because the the reason I'm confused is because, um, as far as I uh, I am aware, almost every company, if not every company that exists in China, a corporation has to have some sort of involvement from the Chinese Communist Party, right? They have to have ownership from the the Communist Party. So the Chinese Communist Party are going to, they they they've like they are part of a company who's set up to evade their own tax laws. So they're like the state, like the Chinese state is, has written their laws and their like financial rules, but companies that are owned partially by the state are then evading their own tax laws in the Caymans. Is that, is that, is that accurate? I don't know. I don't want to, to judge that, uh, but it, it has been done that uh, the, the, the Chinese tycoons have been given a lot of freedom from the Communist Party. Uh, and they abuse their freedom uh, to create uh, some very lucrative structures for for them. So, um, but um, I'm not a tax expert, uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> um, but it's definitely not not the right way. And uh, so the Communist Party has taken action and uh, has taken over the control of the uh, Evergrande. Uh, uh, and um, it's quite clear that the international bondholders will not get paid, uh, and they are making all to uh, save the onshore bondholders. But um, um, so, yeah, even that it's it's a, it's a challenge and uh, not feasible right now. And uh, so, the international bondholders, it's quite clear that they will not be paid. So. Um, is not understandable that uh, we will not we are not supported by other investors so far. Uh, we contacted uh, a bunch of them, but we did not get a reply. And um, so now uh, we decided uh, to to go further uh, with with our bankruptcy petition. But uh, as I mentioned before, we we got some obstacles. So um, the lawyers we hired um, when I was in uh, the Caymans um, uh, on the 22nd of November, they promised us to file a bankruptcy petition very quickly. But uh, then after some days, uh, um, they found some explanations to postpone that. And uh, so what I found out right now is they had a conflict of interest uh, with an, with an um, IPO they did uh, as an advisor uh, on this uh, London chain of the Singapore company uh, issuing a rate. Uh, and uh, so um, at, at some point they, um, they had no interest uh, in, in, in submit this petition. And uh, we had to hire other, other um, lawyers, and um, we have done so. Um, and currently, um, we have the petition ready to, to be filed. But then there's another obstacle. You have to 
um, name um, um, insolvency coordinator uh, if you file a petition. But nobody wants to be an insolvency coordinator so far. So uh, I, I will I will uh, post this uh, today or tomorrow. We are officially looking for somebody um, to be become a global insolvency coordinator for our insolvency petition. That's the only thing missing uh, to submit uh, the petition in the, at the Cayman Grand Court so far. Okay, so uh, I've got two questions about that. So, um, first off, what was there? Have you fought, have have you been given explanations by anyone as to why they don't want to be the the insolvency coordinator, or that they don't want to be a part of filing the petition? Um, so um, we had we went through that with our um, old lawyers. Uh, uh, some weeks ago, and uh, they found uh, um, they found uh, after two weeks they found somebody, but uh, then um, they, they didn't go further that route. And now we we have the same process, uh, and the problem is um, that uh, international law firms um, they fear that they lose mandates. Uh, in the future, if they accept that uh, mandate and, and if it's not successful, they, they are feeling that, that they are losing more uh, accepting that role than they can uh, benefit from. That's, that's the issue. Okay. Right. So but then. I'm, I'm, I'm sure uh, we, will, we will find one uh, and uh, we'll finish our job. Okay. Um, so then the, the next thing I'm, I'm curious about is. Is this in any way um, is this in any way typical of um, of how how this should would work theoretically at least where so say say a firm in in Britain or in America or in Germany um, were in the same position as Evergrande where they they well they were all suspected to be in serious financial trouble like would the is the the thing normally where the company will declare themselves insolvent is that always what happens, or is is this thing that that, that you're you're involved with with the the petition for um, insolvency? Is this more common maybe than than some of us would realize? Yes, um, if, if 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 you de declare that you cannot pay on on debt, uh, what whatever Grande did. Uh, um, to the international bondholders, then uh, you have the obligation as a director um, to file for, for bankruptcy. So um, I see that all of the directors of Evergrande, they, they are kind of, uh, they have a liability now and can be sued after because they have not declared the bankruptcy. But uh, I think all of the directors are in China and uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> If you sue them in the Cayman Islands, uh, being liable for, for paying uh, the Evergrande debt, I think uh, you will not recover anything except they have foreign assets uh, somewhere. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I imagine you're probably uh, probably right there. <laughs> so, just how much debt are are Evergrande sitting on? Do do we know? 
So, so we, we know we, we have around um, um, 23.6 billion of international bonds outstanding. These are around 23 uh, issues. And they all are now in a cross-default situation. So uh, we became a um, bondholder. Uh, we have not received the bond payments. Uh, we didn't get any confirmation that we have not received it. So uh, they played a good game at the time. But uh, then um, they uh, confirmed it on another bond issue. And the cross-default, um, now also our bond is in, in, in default. So it's not... Uh, not the challenge to uh, get an evidence that uh, they being in a default situation and also the rating agency confirmed that. Okay. So, um, we have around uh, yeah, 23 to 24 billion in international bond outstanding. Uh, and so it's, um, yeah, the press reports of in total 300 billion of, of debt being outstanding. And uh, so in China, the, the creditors are already sued uh, Evergrande. We have around 350 lawsuits uh, already going on in China. Um, um, so we know that because um, the, the courts in China um, report that uh, a lawsuit is filed. And we have around 350 of these reports. Um, uh, and Nobody, uh, no, no court has made a decision uh, finally about uh, that. So, um, uh, so, so, um, and so, in, in in China, also the onshore bondholders, um, they um, lately agreed uh, on, on on one issue to postpone the payments. Um, but also um, other banks hold uh, commercial loans and they are creditors. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a big problem in, in China and uh, it already created some riots on the streets uh, in front of a headquarter. People were shouting that we want our money back. So it's a, it's a kind of a social problem in China as well. And so the China Chinese uh, government has the intention first to pay the, the national uh, uh, debt uh, of Evergrande to avoid any riots uh, uh, and turmoils, um, and then the international bondholders. It's already told that they will be they will be not not being paid. So, but then we have to take, to take action now. We have to, to save our position, to save the assets internationally. We, it's very important uh, that the bankruptcy petition has to be now filed and it has to also be accepted by the Cayman Court. So, uh, it's um, the Cayman Court, uh, as soon as received um, the petition, uh, it will decide if, if it's accepted. Uh, and then um, after it's accepted, the, the insolvency coordinator will be named. And this will be the point where the international rating agencies are downgrading uh, the company to a D status, to a full default. And that's a very important uh, thing to achieve. Uh, and um, why? Then, um, why? Because. Um, as uh, reported, uh, some companies are, are still using the bonds as collateral 
uh, for, um, for for getting uh, regulatory capital, and then um, it, it's it's, it's in, in in a full default status. It's not possible anymore. So. Uh, yeah, it's very important to get that uh, key status, and uh, so yeah, so, so and w nobody is interested in that. And now, okay, we we are we are doing it. <laughs> we uh, we will finish our job. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you if if the court accepts the the petition, then what is the what's the next thing that would would happen theoretically? Then uh, the, the um, insolvency, insolvency coordinator, um, who is working also uh, with Hong Kong authorities, with Chinese authorities, with Cayman authorities, uh, they can block all accounts. So all accounts are freezed. Um, and then it, it will has, have also effect on, on, on the bond, uh, international bond prices and also on the share prices. And, also, uh, then um, I think the, the it should be reflected in the in the shareholding, and may, maybe it will be not be traded in the Hong Kong Stock Exchange anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So um, my next question is is basically trying to understand sort of what what significance this particular company has potentially in. Um, some sort of economic crash or, or collapse. So, because I've seen, um, and this may not be your opinion either, but I've seen uh, quite a few articles comparing it to, they're calling it the, the Lehman Brothers of China, and they're, they're making comparisons between, yeah, Bear Stearns and, and Lehman Brothers falling apart and crashing the global economy. Um, so, so basically, um, my, my question is, like, what, what size of of impact could that have could this crash have on the global economy and and why is it why why is that being touted as a potential um catalyst for an economic crash yes um so uh ever grande is uh the first domino it's, it's already fallen but uh Still not, uh, still not dead. Uh, so, uh, and uh, we have to uh, let it dead, um, and we, we will do it. And the consequences are severe uh, because um, all other real estate developer in China um, have. To Hello. So sorry. Again, yeah. Sorry, I have no idea what happened there. My my entire internet connection just completely died for about ten seconds. So you you have um, I don't know what um, maybe record where we used you you asked the last question again and you continue. Yeah, that's no problem. Um, so so to the FBI agents uh, listening in on this call on this call, um, thanks for cutting the 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 Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> or the NSA agents, it could be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> even the Chinese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, sorry. That's that's probably even more likely to be who it is. So the, to the Chinese agents, or actually to the Chinese agents translators. <laughs> um so we <laughs> so what was the question? The question was, why is Evergrande so important, or why is Evergrande potentially a catalyst for an economic crash? 
yeah, uh, Evergrande is only the top of the iceberg. Um, and um, so the iceberg already hit the Titanic. Um, and uh, <laughs> the Titanic is about to sink. Uh, why? Uh, it's because um, Evergrande has uh, um, consequences for the whole uh, Chinese uh, real estate developer market. And also other uh, big Chinese developer, they have difficulties. They they already in default. And uh, if Evergrande is uh, internationally in default and does not pay the, the interest of um, the international debt, um, it's very likely that also other developers uh, will will go bankrupt and will not pay interest and principal. So. Um, so it's very likely that um, the whole Chinese commercial paper bonds issued to international markets will not be repaid. And uh, this is 580 billion euro, uh, no, dollars, 580 billion dollars will not be paid. And for example, um, in the times of the Soviet Union, uh, in the Cold War, um, so the Soviet Union, um, um, just before they, they uh, crashed, uh, uh, they, they paid all the, the debt in the, in the time of the Cold War. And uh, they had, so if China does not pay, uh, or the Chinese companies and the Chinese state are not paying their international debt, uh, it, it's creating um, very large international economic problems and could even lead to a war between the US and uh, China. And uh, we see the conflict between Taiwan and, and uh, US uh, as a consequence uh, of this. And um, we have seen some talks uh, between um, the governments of China and uh, the U.S. Uh, in in October, and uh, I'm very sure they talked about the the debt uh, payment situation. Um, and so, um, the problem is if China does not pay the international debt, um, their international banks like HSBC. Uh, they have reported in Q3 that they bought 100 billion US dollar commercial Chinese paper. 100 billion. Uh, it's almost uh, full equity of the HSBC bank. Uh, and if they, they cannot recover these uh, from China and they legally, they, they have no, they, they cannot, uh, even if they bankrupt, they, they have no access to assets in mainland China. So, but they lent to these companies 100 billion uh, dollars. Uh, then um, HSBC uh, will will go into bankruptcy, and uh, this has a huge impact in the UK, as you know, and also to the to the markets. And also other other banks, uh, international banks, have some exposure, and um, so it has a huge impact. Um, on, on, on the markets. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if HSBC go bankrupt, then who is going to launder money for the Mexican drug cartels? You know, that is the <laughs> risk. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So basically, the the problem is that Evergrande hold uh, a lot of debt. What was the figure you quoted there earlier? So they have um, three hundred billion dollars potentially in debt. Was that you said? And then well, on the balance sheet, you you do not see that uh, it, it's less. Um, but uh, if if you count uh, this off balance debt, uh, it's reported about that amount. Yeah. Okay, so then that could cause a ripple effect that could cause up to five hundred and eighty billion dollars in debt not to be paid um, by by the Chinese companies. The, this is uh, all the debt international investors gave to Chinese companies. So this is the worst case scenarios. But uh, it looks like that China does not want the international bondholders being paid in the case of uh, insolvency. Okay, so it, would that be because they want to keep, like say that this is really, really as bad as some people suggest is because then China want to keep as much money because in China as possible, or China itself is so bankrupt uh, now um, with the, with the energy crisis, um, with the supply chains broken, that they cannot afford. Even if they want to pay it, they they cannot afford because they have to pay first uh, people in China to prevent any uh, any revolution. Okay, so. Um... Then my, my next question is basically, what percentage of that 580 billion is is being held by Chinese investors or, or by the Chinese Communist Party or by other companies in China? And what percentage of it is like internationally held? Like, so, so like, like how, no, this is, how this, is all, this is all internationally held, all. All, all 580 all. billion. All, yeah. All international. Okay, now I get why we're... we're yeah, okay. <laughs> um, that's a lot. So um, when you say China is bankrupt, um, is that the, the state have, have just sort of run out of, of money, essentially? Are they, they sort of... Uh, is this being caused by like supply chain problems or or printing too much money during the pandemic? Or, or like, yeah, because I haven't, I haven't seen the headline, a headline saying China has no money left. Um, so, what do you mean by China is bankrupt? Like, not that, not that the papers would print that, but <laughs> so, so Chinese Chinese government bonds, I think it is still being paid. Yeah, but um, if the private sector uh, of China uh, does not pay uh, interest uh, and does not pay uh, principal back, then you could say uh, the private sector in in China is is bankrupt, and we will have uh, consequences for the for the for the international markets, yeah, because if five hundred eighty billion dollars are, are have to be written off by international investors, uh, it, it has a huge impact <laughs> and destroy economies in 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 in, in US, Europe, and uh, in Asia. So, but the, the Chinese problem is not the only uh, problem. So we have Turkey being bankrupt. Uh, we have uh, we have a, a kind of a hyperinflation now coming soon. Um, so we, we, we it's, it's not the only thing, but uh, and, and and it's but it's one reason why why this time it's 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 under con not controllable anymore. So um, it's it's and this. Um, 
made me to the conclusion that we, we are on a highway to a meltdown and to a, a great reset. And uh, the great reset is not what um, uh, what what um, it's a new it's a new definition of a, of a great reset. Um, but this man might might be another uh, podcast uh, theme in, in the future when when the market are crashing. So I'm. I'm Want to talk about that? But okay. Not not right now. It's uh, we have other issues to talk. Yeah, yeah, and I I actually have someone else coming on this week. Um, who is a she's an Irish financial investor who is um, yeah, making the case that that that, that is basically going on right now. That 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 the uh, that the there is the very very good great possibility that that might uh, yeah we might be heading for some sort of financial reset whatever that means i will find out from her <laughs> um so the the reason that i came across your work and a lot of people who will be listening to this show um is because of the gamestop story so um how does this tie in in your mind at least to to gamestop and and what's uh, what's currently happening with uh, that wonderful company Yes. <laughs> so um, I explained uh, that everything is connected. Um, so everyone is the first domino to fall. Uh, it's already fallen. And uh, the next thing uh, will be a hedge fund crisis. Um, and, um, and, and the hedge fund crisis um, uh, will arise because um, the Evergrande or the Chinese bonds are not uh, available anymore uh, to have um, solvency capital or to, to will not be uh, able to be used um, to, to, to get uh, overnight uh, capital from, from the Fed. And um, this is, uh, yeah, is one, one thing that uh, uh, hedge funds are, are um, obliged to to sell off assets uh, in a kind of a margin call, yeah, and um, so this is the connection to AMC GME. Um, if if the margin calls happening and if the market is crashing, uh, also because of other reasons, not of only of Evergrande, there are a lot of other uh, reasons that the market will will crash. Uh, then. Um, the the short squeeze uh, will will happen, uh, and uh, this I, I commented commented in a lot of posts. But we, we first have to uh, see the the stocks AMC and GME going down a little bit more, and so people should should hold the stocks, but should try to get um, kind of evidence that they own the stock. Yeah, that's very important. And um, then, um, when the market is crashing uh, more than 25% or even 50%, they uh, should find a, a good opportunity to, to realize the gains because then it, we have a great risk that uh, the banks or the brokers are going bankrupt and it's not possible to, to realize the gains. So, it's very important, timing is very important. And um, what I also recommended is that taking the gains, you should invest into tangible assets like gold, silver, or house, or or even food. Yeah. So when 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 the market is crashing, we it's it's not like uh, we have seen uh, with the COVID crash. 
it's it's really will not be regained a long time, and we will have a systematic uh, risk, and uh, we have really problems uh, out there. Okay, so when you when you when you talk about um, asking for their shares or or asking for proof of their shares, do you mean the the direct registry um, system, the computer share, where they're yeah, where people can ask for their certificates and to be directly like stamped? Yes, as... that's very important. They can prove that they are the only building. Why why is that so important? Just for people people who maybe like have have seen this um, floating around because but haven't understood then, why. Because then then uh, brokers uh, can say, oh, we we fucked it up. <laughs> Sorry for that expression. But uh, then they have a proof that that they own they own it to to somebody else. Uh, yes, it's very important. Okay. So um, you mentioned that there are a bunch of reasons that the the market is um, it's uh, hanging on the edge of a cliff <laughs> um, to, to put it one way. Um, so what, aside from this, uh, aside from Evergrande, the, what are the, what's the other potential uh, things that are, what are the other things that you're looking at that are stacking yeah. up that are making you think, yeah, we're in, we're in for a crash basically. Yeah. So besides supply chains are broken um, and, um, and also, um, the Fed and other um, uh, central banks are printing money uh, um, to stabilize the markets, um, and uh, I think this is this is kind of uh, abused, um, and the liquidity is is then taken by hedge funds uh, for free, and they they. Uh, they do uh, fraudulent business, um, and uh, it's also then abuse. So, um, uh, yeah, these these are um, the, the market is overdue to to crash, and uh, it has not happened yet because um, also with with hedge funds and other small investors, they know that that, that will happen. So they um, the, the two thousand twenty two. Um, Results are good. They got a huge bonus, and now uh, we will see the crash coming very soon uh, uh, in the next couple of, of weeks. Uh, it, it got postponed a little bit more because uh, the conflict between uh, the U.S., uh, the West, the NATO, and uh, Russia. So, um, but then this could also be uh, if if. Uh, if Russia invades Ukraine uh, tomorrow, would would start a, a huge crash, um, or um, the high inflation? We will we will go into a hyperinflation situation very soon because we have no goods. The, the goods are, are not there. Even though if you want to buy a car, you have to wait a year if you want that car. It will never arrive. <laughs> um, and, and also, um, we will see it in, in food um, that the food prices will go go up. Uh, and then, yeah, we, it's it's the only exit for 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 weeks for the for the governments is to accept that we will have a hyperinflation and, and get out of it. But then, all the workers, the savers, uh, they will lose all of what they have earned uh, in their lifetime and it, it will create a lot of social problems. Mm. Yeah. 
So you mentioned um, that there is a chance that Evergrande's default and the resulting financial problems that may come from that in China could lead to war with China, in uh, potentially over Taiwan. Um, why do you think that is? Do you think China would would lash out in uh, to, so, for war because they need something? As, to, as, yeah. as you know, uh, China has about taken over the private sector of China has taken five hundred billion U.S. dollar uh, as investment, but. Uh, then you know that the U.S. is even more indebted with money from China. So the U.S. could then say, you, you do not pay uh, our uh, international investors. So sorry, uh, <laughs> we will not repay the, new, uh, the international debt. So uh, and um, the, the U.S. is even more indebted in, in, in China and could, could be used in the, as an excuse also not to pay the, the debt. Okay, so the, the the China would just refuse to pay up, and you think that America would potentially start a war because they were out half a trillion dollars? It it could be used as an excuse. Okay, we will see. Mm, yeah, I'm sure we will. Um, so you also mentioned there that you thought that the crash was just weeks away potentially, and that. Um, it had been postponed uh, due to some of the crisis with with Russia and and Ukraine. Um, why do you think it's coming so soon? And how, by what way, was it postponed? So, two two reasons why it was postponed. First, international investors wanted to show a good result in two thousand twenty two. Uh, and then uh, it was postponed uh, because um, not to show any weakness to Russia, uh, because if the economic system in the West is crashing, so it is uh, the moral of the, the troops <laughs> uh, would not be good to, to fight uh, or to defend uh, the interests against Russia. And now um, that's the reason why um, the governance, governance, governance want, wants to still show strength. But as soon as uh, Russia will invade uh, Ukraine, it could happen tomorrow uh, or very soon, then the market are crashing. Or if this does not happen, then uh, we will be ready to crash Anyway, because all of the financial investors, smart financial investors, where well, they are now uh, short and benefit from the downturn of the market. Okay. Um, so basically, you're just you're saying that they were were just fine to not allow the market to crash simply until the the tax year was over and they could take some big fat bonuses. And so that their economy doesn't look weak in the face of Russia. So it's just, um, it's all posturing, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So I was myself a long time, I was an investment banker working in London. And uh, the bonus was a was, uh, big event <laughs> every year. <laughs> so it's, it's, and people are driven by, the, by that a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I, I'm not going to deny that, that that could very well be the case. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've spoken to enough people who are who were formerly in the financial industry to know that anything's possible. But um, so uh, just to wrap up here, then, um, is there anywhere you would like to point people towards to find your work, to watch this story? Um, where's the best place to get information? So uh, we have a, a website, uh, dmsa-agentur.de. It's, a, it's a, a German website, but we have all uh, all translated into English. We will soon publish an update uh, on the status of the insolvency petition, and we we're looking be looking for a, a insolvency coordinator. Um, so if somebody wants to take that role, so you are invited. Please <laughs> contact us, and um, so I, I will continue commenting on any event uh, which will happen globally. Uh, we, we will continue. I will continue with my team, uh, with Michael and Duke uh, working together with me at, uh, at DMSA. We will continue um, commenting on events and uh, also warning people about what will be happen and uh, so be prepared uh, for what's coming up uh, because it will be will be changing a lot of things you think but could not be changed mm. well maybe that's going to be a lot of fun but anyway um <laughs> dr metzler i i really want to thank you for your time um it's a it's been yeah really educational um and i now understand just why Evergrande is important and how screwed we might all be so thank you for that um <laughs> but um yeah uh this will be out wednesday so um links for all your work that i can find will be in the description below um for everyone listening uh thanks very much thanks for making it all the way to the end of the podcast if you want to leave us a comment, that would be awesome. Please like, share, subscribe, and if you're listening on Apple, please leave us a review. Until next time, thanks for listening.